Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Did you know that my hot tub came from global leaders in the hot tub industry and their hot tub did not? That's a fact. Look it up. Did you know that my hot tub was built in the United States with the highest standard of quality control? Yeah, their hot tub is out of control. Did you know that my hot tub has factory direct pricing, comes with customer service support seven days a week, has an extensive warranty, and offers free shipping to your home, and came with an incredible financing plan? Yep, you guessed it. Sorry, their hot tubs simply don't. When it comes time for you to choose the right hot tub for you and your family, remember, there's my hot tub, and there's their hot tub. Smart shoppers choose My Hot Tub every time. MyHotTub.com. Experience the difference in person and visit their showroom in Destiny, USA, or visit them online at MyHotTub.com. Why go with their hot tub when you can go with My Hot Tub? MyHotTub.com. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! This is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Really appreciate the listens. Uh, keep downloading, subscribing, like Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartMedia, Amazon Music, you name it. It's all there. Uh, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review the program. You can, of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Mike L Sports, and hit me on Twitter with a follow at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by our good friends at Rosie's Corner Pizza, Pasta, Wings, Hot and Cold Subs, and more. Rosie's is the place to be. Definitely stop by for their weekly comfort foods like Meatloaf Monday, Turkey Slop Tuesday, Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday, Mac and Cheese Thursday and Fridays. And, of course, Fish Friday with your coleslaw, fries, and mac and cheese on the side. Order up those pizza wing combos and download the Slice app. You can order right from there. Rosie's Corner, Route 11, in front of the Burton Bridge. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Also want to thank associate sponsors Jam and Beats, Syracuse Fitness Store, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our good friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers. Check out their engagement rings, wedding rings, you name it, necklaces, watches, they've got it. Welchjewelers.com is the website, welchjewelers.com. I cannot wait to chat with my next guest on the program here. I've talked to him a lot of times through the years when he's had a book release, and he's done it again. Uh, the biographer of Brett Favre, of... 
Uh, Walter Payton, he wrote a book on the 1986 Mets, so the bad guys won. He wrote a book on the 90s Cowboys. On and on, it's gone for years. One of the best in the business, the best-selling author of Showtime, the source for HBO's Winning Time, is Jeff Perlman, and he's come out with a definitive biography of mythic multi-sports star Bo Jackson. Make sure you go get it online where books are sold and your nearby bookstore. Let's bring him in, the best-selling author, Jeff Perlman. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on. Congrats on this work, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, Bo Jackson. I mean, this guy. What what a figure. What an icon. What a what a a mythic, you know, sort of multi-sport uh, uh, rock star. Everything kind of rolled into one here. When did Bo Jackson become Bo Jackson? Uh, I mean, if you're talking about icon, like when did he become sort of the you know superhero of sports and all that? I would say, in many ways, it was the moment the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made a horrible, horrible mistake in miscalculation. Bo Jackson was a senior in college at Auburn. He was in the middle of his baseball season. Uh, the The Buccaneers had drafted him number one overall. He was by far, hands down, the obvious number one pick in the draft. The Buccaneers drafted him, and they flew him to um, Tampa for a physical, and either inadvertently, as Bo would say, or inadvertently, as the Buccaneers would say, that flight cost him his baseball eligibility. And with the loss of his baseball eligibility, Bo Jackson became enraged, blamed the Buccaneers, uh, said they did it on purpose. And that's when the idea of playing baseball, really playing baseball, uh, sort of bore its uh, initial uh, fruits. So with Bo, I mean, it was baseball and it was football. Um, you know, we, we don't see that. In, in today's day and age, uh, I, I mean, guys try to, you know, play with one or the other at the same time, um, but but usually they have to choose. I mean, Russell Wilson goes to Yankees camp, but he's, he's a quarterback. He, he hasn't really dabbled into trying to, to do both. Same thing, you know, with Kyler Murray um, and, and a host of others, but nobody quite did it like Bo and Deion Sanders and those guys back then. Do you see a time that the two sports star could kind of reinvent itself any, anytime soon, Jeff, or are, are those days done? Well, you know, I think you're going to see in a few years as a parent of, as a young kid, like um, when you try having your kids, if your kids have any talent at all and you try having them play multiple sports, there are going to be forces who tell you, you should only focus on one. Mm-hmm. It's going to be someone who said, let's say your kid is a great baseball player, but also loves basketball. You're going to, someone's going to come along and say, if you want your kid to play in college, um, you should probably have him having um, him or her taking pitching lessons in the off season. And then there are going to be other kids taking pitching lessons who are about the same sort of caliber as your kid. And you're going to start thinking it's going to creep in your mind. This, well, if maybe my kid, I don't want my kid to fall behind. So maybe my kid should, this stuff has poisoned American sports, poisoned American sports. And, the people I've written about from that era, Bo Jackson, Walter Payton, Brett Favre, uh, Roger Clemens, even Barry Bonds, they all grew up playing multiple sports. That's the, their origin stories. And it gave them different skills, different interests, uh, developed their personalities. And I just, I don't think it happens ever anymore, almost ever, especially now with top shelf athletes, because there's always someone telling them you need to specialize. Yeah. I mean, these guys, so many athletes played multiple, you know, multiple sports. I mean, I, I was listening to Josh Allen on the, uh, the Kyle Brandt basement show and he was talking about how he was a pitcher, you know, in, in baseball. And, and now the guy throws it, you know, 80 yards on a football field. It's, uh, I think it's the way to go as well. You got to be well-rounded. Um, 
greatest athlete of all time? Can we make the argument? You know, again, just the pure athletic part. Can we make an argument? Bo's number one, top three, top five. You know, can we make an argument that he's in that group? I think it's harder to make an argument that he's not number one. He played well, two sports at the highest level. He was a you know pro bowler and an all-star. He also was in track, qualified you know for the Olympic trials. Um, he did everything at the highest level. He had these moments that are universal moments. I don't even know. Maybe you could say Dion, maybe Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. There are very few who you could make the argument for against Bo Jackson. Our guest is Jeff Perlman, the uh, New York Times bestselling author of 10 books, absolutely amazing writer, at Jeff Perlman on Twitter. You can go get his book uh, online in major bookstores as well. Um, And Jeff has done it again here with a biography on Bo Jackson, the last folk hero, the life and myth of Bo Jackson. Uh, What do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? I actually hope they're blown away. The thing is, like, I just think there's so many things he did that are unfathomable that people would say, there's no way that happened. There was no way that happened. And I think you'll walk away from the book saying, this is the greatest athlete who ever lived. There, there is no doubt about it. There's never take, I mean, you know, you're in Syracuse, Jim Brown. A lot of people say Jim Brown, like there's no comparison. He wasn't as fast as Bo. He wasn't as strong as Bo. He was an amazing player. Bo Jackson was just a different universe than everyone else. And I hope at the end, people remember Bo, think about his legacy and just are blown away by everything he did. That hip injury, I think, happened in '91. Correct. Um, that that doesn't happen. Where are we with Bo Jackson? I, I know that he could have gotten injured, you know, in, in the in the future. But if he doesn't get that injury, which ended his football career, and then obviously his baseball career ended, I believe, three years later in '94. Where where are we at if he doesn't have that hip injury, Jeff? Well, the thing is he. He, his plan was to play one more football season and then stop and focus fully on baseball. But if we want to be super hypothetical and say, let's say he he fulfilled his NFL career and his major league baseball career, I think you're looking at a sort of Jim Brown, Eric Dickerson stratosphere of running back. Mm. And I think as an outfielder, baseball player, he's Sean Green. He's Raul Mondesi. Okay. He's a really, really good. He could have been Mike Trout. I mean, he had the athleticism of Mike Trout. But he never did. It's hard. He never, he was raw when he entered the majors. He was, he was raw when he left the majors. He never had the discipline or he never really had the desire to become a full-time major leaguer. So I don't think he would have been off. People say, oh, he could have been Mickey Mantle. The only way is Mickey Mantle is if he plays year round and devotes himself fully, but he wasn't willing to do that. When you wrote this book, did you, I mean, I would assume that a lot of times you do it, you kind of have flashbacks and you go into a time machine, you go back to your childhood but with Bo Jackson, I mean, he's in, he's lumped in with Griffey and Jordan and Dion and all, all those kind of guys from when I was in grade school, when I was young, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, and then a teenager eventually. I just, I, I think back to Bo Jackson, I'm like, man, that was when sports were just, and I love sports now. They're great. Like, we have access to everything. I watch everything every night. I'm constant, around the clock like you. But man, there there was something about that time, wasn't there, Jeff? And and, and did, did you feel that way when you wrote this book? Like, man, I, I just I wish I could have one more day watching Bo Jackson and, and going back in that that period of time. Yes and no. I feel like a lot of that is you and I thinking about our childhoods. Childhoods are the money moment for sports. You know, like there's something about being a kid and all these guys seem larger in life and all these guys have these skills that blow you away. 
in there when someone asks you when you're 12, who if you could have dinner with anybody, you're not saying Barack Obama or Donald Trump. You're saying Bo Jackson or Ken Griffey Jr. or who, Martina Navratilova. I just think you see it through the vision of sport, of sport, you know, like you see it through being a 12 year old kid loving sports. So I'm not sure if there's a better, I mean, there are a lot of things better now. You can watch any game at any time. You have access to teams all over the place. But for me, it was, yeah, it's freaking magical. That's why I write these books. I love diving back into my youth. And even if it's a fleeting second feeling what I felt when I was a kid. How much coffee are you drinking when you're writing a book? Uh, I actually kind of gave up. I drink one cup a day. That's it. But I used to be. When I was bad, it would be four, five, six, just, and then you get tired. And I just oh. got tired of that feeling of drinking too much coffee. All right. I, I, I just marvel at, and, and I was probably too, uh, yeah, I definitely was too young to, to realize and understand and take in Bo in college at Auburn. He was as dominant a player in the, as anybody in the history of college football. I, I don't care who you bring up. You can bring up Herschel Walker. You can bring up Jim Brown. You can bring up anybody. You can bring up any any quarterback, anybody to ever play. Um, can you dive into the Auburn days a little bit and just what kind of an impact he had on Auburn, the SEC, college football, you know, the highlight reel before it was a highlight reel, all that kind of thing. I mean, that happened at Auburn. He was... He was absolutely uh, 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 just out of this world at Auburn, Jeff. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you on one point, though. Okay. I would say Herschel was a more dominant college football player. And I'm not, not because of talent, but when Herschel Walker was at Georgia for a fleeting amount of time, they ran the eye formation. Herschel Walker was at the top of the eye. He was going to get the ball 30 to 40 times a game. And that was it. That was the Georgia offense. And... At Auburn, you know, Bo Jackson was either – he had Lionel Little Train James with him. He had Tommy Agee with him. Fair, he had fair. Brett Forward with him. So he had NFL-caliber running backs also getting the ball. Yeah. And if you look at his box scores, a lot of them are like 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 carries, not 40 carries. And um, the other thing is, is he would miss intent – like he hated training for football. Like hated it. And that was one of his great motivators for doing track and for doing um, baseball because it kept him out of football drills, which is joyful. Now, all that being said, he's an icon. He is a college football icon. He and a Herschel belong in the same breath. They're larger than larger than larger than life. The entire campus communities sort of circulated around their exploits. Um, they made millions of dollars for their respective schools. The jersey sales alone. I mean, Bo Jackson, They he was there. They, they had a they rebuilt the state, added on to the stadium, and it wouldn't have happened without Bo Jackson. And he just, everyone knew Bo as a freshman. He, uh, there's a Bo over the top is a famous play in the Iron Bowl where he beat Alabama. It's the first time in nine years Auburn beat Alabama. So he's a huge, huge, huge Auburn icon. And it doesn't help, it doesn't hurt that his first name is, Bo, or it's not, his first name is Vincent, but he's known as Bo. Like mm-hmm. it's simple, it's cool. You can put on bumper plate, on bumper stickers and license plates. And Bo Jackson sounds really cool. Yeah, it sure does. Where, where do you land on, you know, the, these athletes who had a shorter career because of one reason or another? You know, Bo Jackson with a hip injury. Thurman Munson perishes in a plane crash. Um, uh, there, there's a million examples. And they're not Hall of Famers in pro sports, but they had the short career that was on the trajectory to be a Hall of Famer. 
do, do, do you feel that there's any place in Canton for Bo Jackson? No. Okay. I do not. okay. I, um, and the beauty of it, he doesn't give a crap. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care yeah. at all. Yeah. doesn't matter him. hasn't lost a minute of sleep over it. Um, <laughs> No, I don't think there's much of an argument. I mean, when he played, he was amazing, and he was on a field that often included Marcus Allen. He was the best running back on the field. Mm-hmm. But um, I think more what is what, in a way, like it, getting back to your question, what he could have been. I think Bo Jackson isn't a book or isn't as interesting book if he does become Eric Dickerson and he does become Sean Green. I think the question mark and the what if is really the fascinating part of Bo Jackson. What could he have been? Who would he have been? What would have happened to him? And, and that, in a way, the snippets of clips we see on YouTube, him climbing up the wall, him throwing out Howard Reynolds, running over the bars, um, those things just burnish that question. Man, what could he have been? Of all the athletes, the one guy who I wish I could have seen play is Bo Jackson, seen him play to full fruition. And that makes him a much more interesting character couple more quick ones for Jeff Perlman, the amazing Jeff Perlman on Twitter at Jeff Perlman, the best-selling author of 10 books, including uh, Three Ring Circus, USFL, the Showtime book, Sweetness, uh, Walter Payton, of course, uh, Roger Clemens, and uh, the 86 Mets included in there as well. The bad guys want jeffperlman.com for his new book uh, on Bo Jackson, the biography, uh, The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. Um, as you've gone through all of these subjects and all of these figures, uh, amazing people and athletes and controversial in some cases bipolar. I mean, the people you write about, the subjects you write about, it, it, it's just, it's amazing. Um, what part, as you start in another book and another book and another book and now Bo Jackson, what part gets harder? What part gets easier? Well, I mean, it's easier because you kind of know what you're doing a little bit more. Like when I wrote my first book, I don't know. I just, I asked people how you write a book and some people told me, gave me good advice and tried to do it. So now at least I am aware, you know, 10 books in, you're kind of aware what's going to go into this, how much time you need, how to approach the writing, et cetera. So that's, that's the easier part. I think the harder part is um, you become, you know, you have higher expectations for yourself. You want the book to be better and better. You want to interview more people. You want to do things you haven't done before. You want to sell more books than you've sold ever before. And you just, you have these expectations. And I mean, it's, if they're really stupid, like you should just be proud of writing a book. You should be proud to all writers, not just me. Like you should be proud that you accomplished something you set out to do. And whether a book winds up a bestseller or not, or whether it sells a gazillion copies or not those things are sort of out of your control and to me- use those as a measurement of your success is really a, a, a bad idea, but I still do it just like a lot of writers. And, um, that's the, that's the negative. The expectations get higher and higher for yourself. My final one is, is this, if Bo Jackson were an athlete in today's day and age, you know, the 18 to 21 or 22 year old Bo at Auburn, um, you know, then, then going to the, pros and dominating in two sports and all that if you could take what he did then and put it in now how are we how are we dealing with that as as a sports fan community you know and and as media um social media name image likeness you know what how, where does he how does he get covered what are we thinking how 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 big does this guy get in today's day and age where the coverage is just it, it's it's around the clock with cell phones and everything in between 
I feel like it's both bigger and smaller. Bigger in that, you know, the way athletes can get paid now, the guy would be a bonanza. Like, <laughs> yes, an absolute bonanza. And he would, I didn't mean to pun on that, but he would make so much money. <laughs> it worked. It'd be ridiculous. And he wouldn't have to consider leaving college early or any of that because he'd be rich. Yeah. Um, that'd be great because the guys came from a from abject poverty in Bessemer, Alabama, and deserve the money just like these guys do. So that'd be good. Um, but I think social media-wise, like I've said this before, like Deion Sanders is made for Instagram and Twitter. He's made for it. He's <laughs> just made for it. He's perfect. His him following him on Instagram now is fantastic as a Jackson State coach. But Bo Jackson wasn't made for it. Um, he doesn't want to tell you what he had for dinner. He certainly doesn't tell you want to tell you where he ate dinner. He doesn't want nonstop autograph requests. He doesn't want to have to. He wouldn't do a TikTok of him and his kids dancing to like the little Nas X song. You know, like it's so far from who he is and what he is that I think social media would be a really. He's on social media. He's on Twitter. I don't think he does his own tweets. Though. I think his manager does. And like. It's clumsy and stilted and not very emotional. And sometimes I'll wish someone a happy birthday. Sometimes I'll talk about some company he endorses or works for it. But he's not made for it. So I think um, – and also the last thing I would say is like we talk about Herschel and we talk about Bo. And those guys are in our, are in our, in our minds are icons. They are icons. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, we weren't able to watch every game. So – if Georgia was on a roll and they had this splendid running back named Herschel Walker or Tony Dorsett was on a roll at Pitt or Bo Jackson was on a roll at Auburn, they became the center of the sort of sports universe. And you'd get your Sports Illustrated, they'd be on the cover. You'd watch one game a week, it'd be Georgia at Pitt. Nowadays, you know, like Bryce Young, I guess, is the biggest star in college football, but there's no comparison to the way he was covered and the way those guys were covered. I don't know if those guys would become icons because they'd just be great players written about with other great players, if that makes sense. It does, and it was an amazing answer. Well, listen, the bad guys won. Boys will be boys. Biographies across the board on Walter Payton, Brett Favre. Football for a buck on the USFL. Maybe the most creative, unique book that he's ever done, and now he's done it yet again. Jeff Perlman, the author of a brand new book on Bo Jackson. It's a biography. Definitive, The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. The New York Times bestseller can be found on Twitter, at Jeff Perlman. Jeff, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on with me through the years. I have so much respect for you, and um, you know I can't wait to do it again soon, and I can't wait to see what's next. Congratulations. Uh, thank you so much. You've always been very kind. I appreciate it. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, man, do I have tremendous news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And hey, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free t- contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. MMA, tennis, MLB, boxing, golf, NBA, NHL, NFL, you name it, bet online. You can bet every single day on every single event uh, in any in any sport, really. So all you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag 
That's betonline.ag to join, and you can receive your 100%. That's right, 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, to get your rewards. Again, a 100% welcome bonus. It's unheard of. And hey, it's Bet Online where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.